0: Welcome to Backstage, a new Relay FM members' exclusive show where we talk about what's going on here at Relay FM, and also give you our knowledge in what it takes to start a podcast or new creative project. I'm Mike Hurley. Hi, Stephen Hackett. Hi, Mike Hurley. So this is uh this is going to be a new benefit for Relay FM members, but we are releasing the first episode for free so everyone can get a taste of what this is going to be like. So if you are a Relay FM member already, this is going to go out in the Relay FM membership bonus feed. If you're not, go to relay.fm/backstage and you can become a Relay FM member. And the money that goes to backstage helps support the day-to-day here at Relay FM for reasons we're going to get into in a moment. If you are already a Relay FM member and want to help support the network, again, if you go to size backstage that will go in towards helping us uh, kind of support what we're doing right now. So we should probably start about talking about why we're doing this. Oh,
1: is, is there anything in the news recently? I haven't been online.
0: Naturally, like every other business on the face of the earth right now, we are trying to deal with, mitigate and work against the negative effects of COVID-19 on our business because there have been some. Um, you know, we are an advertising supported business mainly, but we do thank our Relay FM members uh, greatly for their monthly support that they give us. But we have been a podcast network that only focuses on membership once a year. We now want to change that because uh, our advertising support is becoming a little bit more tricky right now. Right. As there are a lot of companies in the world that are freezing, suspending, and moving budgets for good reasons. But when you are an advertising supported business, that can leave you with some some holes. Mm-hmm. And we're okay right now. The effects I think will be later yes. in the year. So we are now trying to think about what can we do as a company to help make sure that we are still around by 2021 and part of that is trying to do more things like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We want to come through this the same relay fm we are today. Uh, mm-hmm. But that that requires everyone's help, I think. So, yeah, uh, yeah. huge thank you to members. Uh, we're really excited about this show. We've we've talked about this now for quite a while, and uh, I'm just I'm just excited a because you and I get to have another show together, and I always love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, also I d- need another podcast. Yeah, yeah like right.
0: 25, 25 active shows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want them all. No, I'm not really.
1: <laughs> but two, I really enjoy these conversations about. Creative endeavors, and I think even though we're going to talk through the lens of podcasting, I think a lot of what we can talk about can be applied to a bunch of different types of creative work. And those are just topics I really enjoy, and there's no one I enjoy talking more about them than you. So I'm excited just to be able to do this uh, sort of as a project, uh, let alone as a a way to continue to support the company.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this kind of stuff more recently through a few lenses, and it's because... This month, I celebrated very quietly my uh, 10 years in podcasting. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been doing this now every week for a decade. So by that point, I should have amassed at least some knowledge, which may be of use to people. Um, And you're, I guess, catching up on me pretty quickly, probably like eight or nine years. Uh, Nine. Yeah, I'm right behind you. So, you know, we have also in that time kind of started two companies. And we've seen success, right? Like we are both in the very small camp of people that are completely self-employed via the means of podcasting. So by that nature, we have some information to share. And I know that our audience, like me and you, or audiences of tech, tech podcasting before, have a desire to want to create this content of their own. And so we should share what we've learned in the hopes that it will continue to to bring about new shows, new new voices, new people.
1: Right. And our, our concept for this show is to take one big subject a month. we've got mm-hmm. a bunch of them listed out. And we're gonna our idea is to kind of go in the order that you need to think about things. And so yes. today we're starting with sort of the ground level of what is your idea, what is your concept? Because everything mm-hmm. builds on that you can do a lot of things right but if the idea is wrong unfortunately you're building on a, a foundation of of less than solid material and so i think that's a great place to start this month
0: and you get a month to work on each thing <laughs> right and then by the next one you can move on it's like you know those magazines you get as a kid where every month you'd get a new little item that would build towards making a larger project. you know what I'm talking about? Did you have those kinds of things? No, I've like, always really said about oh. my childhood all of a sudden. So I would get these magazines, they were pretty popular here, where like, say for example, you were building a dinosaur, and it would okay. be a dinosaur-focused magazine, sure. but on the front of every uh, issue would be a piece of the dinosaur, and what? you would put it together month over month, and you'd end up with a large model at the end of the magazines, but also, also at the same time, you're learning, because you're reading the magazine that's about dinosaurs. So that's effectively, we are doing one of those, but for podcasting.
1: I, I just, I feel like I need to call my parents and be like, hey, what happened? What's, why did I get this? What's the deal?
0: Why didn't you love me enough? I could have been so, a paleontologist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the what we're starting with today is the starting point, which is the idea for right. your podcast. Mm-hmm. What is your show going to be about? And we put out some uh, questions on Twitter. and We were just like, hey, why haven't you started your podcast yet? And we got lots and lots and lots of questions, and this was a frequent one, and so we're going to talk about the the theme surrounding that. So the first question comes from Jeremy, and Jeremy wants to know and asks us, what about I want to come up with a topic that could last a while that isn't just a copy of what 14 other podcasts are already doing. What do you think about that, Stephen?
1: If, if you think about what's in the Apple podcast directory or on Spotify or wherever you're looking, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, <laughs> I like mine to be hand delivered on a cassette tape, but that's just me.
0: Well, not anymore. You got to leave them at the door. Yeah. Contactless um, yeah, delivery. Contactless delivery only on my podcasts. I
1: don't want to touch any podcasters to get my shows. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, we were contacting delivery before it was cool.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry. Okay, so how do you approach this? I think about this in two ways. One, is probably inevitable that your idea, your topic will overlap with somebody else. There's just... Kind of no way that I think you can completely avoid that unless you go really specific, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, the way I like to frame this question is: What can you bring to a topic that's unique? So say that your topic mm. is model trains. This is always an example I use when I give talks. I just talk about I don't know why I'm not into model trains. I just and you went, something for everyone. Yeah, man. the internet's a big place. So you can find your model train people. Say that's what you want to cover. There's probably be other shows, other people doing that sort of thing. But think about what makes your point of view unique. So maybe you're somebody who, uh, you know, rebuilds the a very specific component. You have a technical information that maybe other people don't have, or you have a historic perspective other people don't have. That's really the way I think about this, is what can mm-hmm. you bring to a topic that's unique? Because honestly, most topics, especially if you're talking about tech, are covered by a lot of people, right? We have this even on Relay. We have shows that cover the same types of things, but each show does it from its own point of view. I think that's what you should look for. I think a lot of the time on this show, I am going to take
0: the approach of being a little harsh because I think that sometimes some people need that, right? So I will be bad cop and you will be good cop. And the bad cop answer for this is, why does it matter? <laughs> if you're starting a podcast, you've never done one before, what does it what's the problem if there are fourteen other podcasts that are already doing it? Because let me I'll be real, right? If you have no audience in another field, starting a podcast is difficult, and that's one of the things I know we're going to keep coming back to on this show is in getting an audience, yeah, so if you've never podcasted before. You need experience. You need to be able to build your skills. So starting with a simple idea, like I want to talk about what Google's doing this week or what Apple's doing this week, there's no problem in that because in doing that, you get to talk about something you enjoy and build your skills for the better idea that might come along in the future. Mm. Don't worry about what other people are doing because as well, you don't know yet maybe you are really insightful and you people are missing out on those insightful thoughts and comments because you've decided oh there's too many other podcasts like that so i think that's the other way to approach Mm -hmm. this is like if you don't have an idea but you have something you care about but there's loads of podcasts like it there is literally nobody stopping you from also doing it
1: i think too i mean we're kind of moving into the how specific do you get? Like maybe there's a reason like that no one else has a podcast in an area, right? Maybe it's yeah. too specific or mm-hmm. there's not an audience for it. Like there's there's a big audience for things like tech and politics and news because lots of people are interested in those things. The model train podcast scene may be smaller because there's just fewer people interested.
0: So Evgeny asks, I fear that all the topics that have already been covered by countless other shows means that I won't have anything that stands out. So how small of a niche should I be looking for? So I think this also comes back to the question of, and this is, again, another thing, Stephen, I'm going to come back to a lot during backstage, Mm -hmm. is what are you doing this for? Right? Like, why? Why do you want to start a podcast? Because if your motivations are, I want to get rich. That may never happen, or it may take a very, very, very long time for you. So, if you think that your niche might be small, that's okay. Like, if you care about it and are really interested in it and are passionate about it and want to talk about it, but only ever 500 people will listen to it, isn't that still successful? If all you want to do is make a podcast with a friend of yours that's like a fun thing for you to do, right? Like, not every podcast idea should be framed around. I want to make money. Like, that wasn't why I started. It wasn't why you started. Mm-mm. I started because like I had a love of technology and video games and a best friend that I wanted to talk to about with. I wanted a reason to talk to them, an excuse to talk to them every week about that stuff. So I was like, well, why don't we just make it a podcast? It seemed like a fun thing to do. And we went ahead and did it and then kept starting new shows Because I had other interests and other people that I wanted to talk to. So try and frame it that way. Don't think about how big of an audience should I be able to get. Think of like, what do you care the most about?
1: I like it. Totally agree. Cool. Peter had a really interesting question. How do you know if a topic can be long running? I think this is a a fascinating question because it's one when we were preparing for this, I didn't think about until I saw Peter's tweet This is like
0: Schrödinger's podcast (laughs) because, like, it either is or isn't. I feel like you should know already if something could be long running. Like, if it is a news focused thing, news happens forever Mm -hmm. in things, right? But also, again, at the same time, it doesn't matter if something's going to be long running or not. Like, you can give it a go and 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 just like you know, just go for it. See how if see how it goes. Like I always think of this stuff like from a business perspective. When people do watch along shows, yeah, you have a limit,
1: right? Right, and that's fine. As someone who has one of those on the incomparable, I think about that. Right, like we're gonna get to the end of the office at some point, and then Tiff and I show will be over. But that's fine because that's what we set out to make. Mm-hmm. Right, we had we knew this. To your point, we knew this going into it's it. It's finite, right. You know, and I think it's totally fine for if you're if you're not perfectly sure, or if it changes over time, I think that's fine too, right? Like when Jason and I started Liftoff, we were worried about it being every other week. We weren't sure there was going to be enough news to cover. And in the four or five years, however been however long it's been since we started that show, the space industry has gotten busier and busier. And so Liftoff went from a show of like, well. Maybe we'll do it for a year, or maybe it'll pivot to be like a science education thing. And it it, it is still covering the same sort of topic area, but the longevity of it has drastically changed as the industry we cover has gotten uh, a lot busier and more expansive over the last half decade. And so sometimes this can be a little bit of a moving target, but I agree with you, Mike, I think in broad strokes, you should probably... I think this isn't actually that hard of a thing to ascertain if you kind of sit down and think about what your content is going to be and how you want to cover it. Alan asks,
0: how do I get the format right without a bunch of A-B testing?
1: My advice... (laughs) I have advice, and you just made a sound with your mouth, so we'll see where this goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. My advice, and we're going to talk about this, I think, in terms of recording and co-host stuff in future episodes, is I'm a big believer in demos where you yep. record some episodes that maybe only your family or close friends hear that you don't actually publish to the world, and that can help work out formatting issues. I think you can also look at podcasts that are covering, you know, in the same field you're in. And see what they do. Are there norms in the way things are done? You know, a show, um, a show that the other show you and I do together, it's just the two of us, is Ingenious. And I think a lot of listeners of Ingenious would, would know, and we've talked about it Ingenious is fully scripted. It's the only show on the network that is fully written. And we are working from a Well, we, ha- we ad
0: lib. You know, we are funny and make ad lib jokes. Those two.
1: Yeah, we ad lib, uh, but the bulk, I mean, 95% of it is is yeah. written out. Um, and then if we kind of lift from that and joke and then go back to the script. And that was a format that I knew we wanted because the way the type of show that we wanted. But a lot of what we do is just we have an outline. We sort of work our way through outline. The way I described it recently in an interview was it's like going down a ski slope and you've got to hit the gates, right? It's, it's, mm. oh, that's so good. it's just marking the path so good i'm gonna steal that one i'm a writer at heart i'm a romantic (laughs) but going through the gates like it's just there are milestones in a conversation they're things that we want to touch on and and so i think the biggest thing people make a mistake in formatting is they just sit down and hit record you've got to do some preparation and you've got to you've got to do some practice i think
0: yeah i think that there isn't really a way to do it without I wouldn't say A-B testing. I don't even know how you would A-B test a a podcast easily. Like it would be pretty, that'd be pretty difficult to do. Uh, And as you mentioned, big believers in the demo. I think we're going to do an episode about how to do a demo and the the value of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what you have to do. Like if you have basic ideas of what you want a format to look like record them and see how they feel you don't even need to give those demos to people i feel a lot of the time you should have a decent idea if something felt right or didn't feel right depending on how much you enjoyed it when you were recording
1: yeah that's a good point
0: alexander asks i could talk about programming all day but don't know how i'd shape it into an interesting audio format i think you should start by talking about it all day (laughs) just do that (laughs) right like just do that right like if you, if you are passionate and feel like you can talk about a subject at length try and see how it feels to talk about that stuff in front of a microphone and it may feel natural to you if it does just start recording stuff and then you listen back to it see how it sounds like that is like a very very important way that's a very important thing for beginning podcasting anyway mm-hmm. um it, it, you've got to get comfortable sitting in front of the microphone and how your voice sounds and all that kind of stuff, so you may as well just just record it, see how it sounds, see what you like, see what you don't like, and that will help you shape it but until you actually start talking as if it's a podcast, maybe you don't know how you're gonna feel it's good. Gary asks a question of which I have just so much. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> harsh advice for. Gary says, all right, Gary, Gary, I love you, Gary, but buckle up, my friend. Deciding if all of my ideas, interviews, special guests, co-hosts, reviews, varying topics, all fit under one umbrella or if I need to start several podcasts at once. I feel like, Stephen Hacker. <laughs> you as the wonderful editor of this program, we need like a siren for every time somebody starts to hint towards beginning a podcast network from zero. Mm. And we need to play that siren every single time. It is the network the network alert siren. Do not do this. All right? Nobody needs to begin a podcast network from nothing. You shouldn't do that. You should not have your first podcast be the beginning of your podcast network because it's too much. In one, you've got to start with one show. One show can be everything. You can do interviews, have get special guest co hosts, do reviews, and have varying topics under one show if you want to. And just find a branding that, um, branding, we'll talk about that. Stephen has had that one to the list. Find some branding that fits around that. Do not start multiple shows at one time or start a podcast network from nothing. It is much, much better to build slowly towards those things, right?
1: I totally agree, because I, I think what suffers in this situation is the individual shows themselves, right? If because if you if you're starting with a network, you've got the all the meta problems that come along with that, and where you really should be focusing is making the content good, and the rest will will follow. Um, I think I think Gary I think it's totally fine to mix formats in an individual show I'll, I'll use liftoff again as an example we don't do as many interviews as I would like because uh, they're they're hard to get people in these fields to sit down for an hour and record audio with us when they're out there like studying <laughs> how stars explode <laughs> or whatever the
0: problem with interviewing <laughs> yeah right? that is the problem with interviewing <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. but liftoff we have no trouble mixing and matching a bunch of different formats we do interviews we do science explainers we do news we're doing the 50th anniversaries of all the apollo missions we just did apollo 13 recently and it's fine because it's all under the umbrella of the topic is like space and related subjects right we we chose we chose our topic for liftoff to be broad so we could do this right under their yep. falls exploration spacecraft robotics if you had chosen
0: nasa right right which would have when you started the show would have been a perfectly fine thing to focus around you would kind of be a little bit upset right because all of the fun stuff in space is happening outside of nasa now well not all of it but a lot of it right and if you were like hot space tech, wait well you know i mean <laughs> i know right I listened enough to lift off to know this, so that's where all the fun stuff's happening. So you you would have boxed yourself in, and also in the idea of having a show which has a bunch of different kind of formats within it. Again, this will help you work out which formats you like the most. Mm-hmm. This is going back to Alan's question. This is the A B testing. If you do, you may do an interview and realize I don't like doing these. Yeah. Right. Because this isn't my skill set. Interviewing is not everybody's skill set. It's a different skill set to reviewing products. It's hard in many different ways, right? Like both difficult, but they are both vastly different. So I would recommend just start one show. You could call it the Gary Variety Show, right? And Just (laughs) go for it. I have always been a big proponent of variety shows, like a show which has different things that happen within it. And you've got to do it in moderation. Like, don't go completely off the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And do something that's, like, way too far outside of what people are expecting from your program. Mm-hmm. But if you can, like Stephen gave, that is such a good example. Off is a very good example for many different things. I think on this show, we will talk a lot about Liftoff and The Pen Addict. Yeah. For me and you, they are shows that that, that do not make sense on paper, when you initially think about them, but actually turn out to be quite successful in various right. different ways. Yeah. But Liftoff is such a good example because it is a show that has within it lots of different types of shows. It has lots of different types of segments that aren't necessarily cohesive from a format perspective, but they're cohesive from a topic perspective. So when someone comes to Liftoff, they're not coming to be like, I want a news program. I don't care what the news is. Just give me news. Right. right. No one, people do not come to podcasts like that. I am a news junkie. Give me news about fashion, news about space, and news about pens. I just want all of it. No, they, they want to come for a topic. They're interested in space, and then Jason and Steven deliver their, their content in different formats within that.
1: And Mac Power User is an example of a show that is really successful, much bigger than Liftoff that is even broader in terms of formatting, right? We do interviews, mm. we do feedback shows, we do deep dives, or like we just talk for two hours about one application. All of those different types of shows live under one umbrella. And, you know, we hear from people sometimes, of, oh, I love the interview shows. And then we hear from people say, oh, I don't like the interview shows. Just talk about this, just do that. And that's fine because I think people sort of listen to what they want to, but it can be a real, um, uh, a real, fun way to mix things up under one umbrella so i think it's totally fine to have one podcast that has different formats or different Mm. rotating parts as the calendar moves on totally fine
0: david asks what is my usp my unique selling point i've not asked anyone to consider co-hosting because i'm still mulling all of those questions first i feel like i should have an answer to pitch them this is valuable, right? But it's difficult because like the USP thing goes against some of the stuff that we've already been talking about, right? But this is a, a I think another valid way of approaching this of your unique selling point could be anything. Like absolutely anything. It doesn't have to be that you are an influencer in this area or you have had the idea of all ideas. If you can think what makes me different or what would make my show different, even if it's a small thing, it can be very valuable. And if you are able to work that out, that's awesome. But I don't think that you have to to do it. Hmm. But I do get the idea of how do you pitch somebody to be your co-host without being able to try and explain what would make your show different.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk more about co-hosts actually in the in the next episode, but I think part of this too is if you have a partially formed idea and you have somebody you want to work with, you you can work on the idea together, right? You I don't think you necessarily have to have everything laid out perfectly yeah. and present it to somebody as, "Hey, all the ducks in a row" because they may have they are they are going to have input. A good co-host will have input.
0: They may have the USP. Yeah. Right? But like you may have like half of the idea, right? As Stephen's saying, you may have like the foundation and then that person can help build on top of it with you. Absolutely. But if you do know like a thing that makes you different or like you have an idea that you think makes you different, that is valuable to build on, but it isn't necessary, Mm -hmm. right? Because as well, I have experienced this, you have experienced this, Sometimes your USP seems so obvious to you, but it doesn't land with people. Yep. Right? That like, you're like, oh, this show is going to be a massive success because of this great idea that I've had. And then it doesn't work out. And on this show, I guess we can talk about some of those failures or difficulties that we've had in the past too. So we can, I don't know, people can commiserate with us because my past is like, A graveyard of podcasts. (laughs) I have littered behind me so many shows that I've started and and ended up putting to bed because they didn't work. Sure. And I think it will be of use to people to kind of open the book up a little bit more and talk about some of those things so if at this point you are interested in getting more of this type of content and you're not yet a relay fm member go to relay.fm backstage become a member it's five dollars a month you get a bunch of wonderful benefits including this show every single month it's only five dollars and you'll get this content it might help you with your next project if you are already a Relay FM member and enjoy this additional benefit, and want to throw us some extra money, again, you can also go to relay.fm/backstage, and you can donate more money towards helping us run our network day to day. It will be very, very helpful for us right now, as we are, like many people, moving into a series of unknowns on a daily basis. So, thank you so much if you do or if you will uh, contribute towards the what we're doing here at Backstage or Relay FM. On our next episode, as Stephen said, we're going to talk about how to find co-hosts and how to get guests. So these are two things which are important because basically it's the other people on your show. (laughs) Or we should also talk about if you want to know, do you even need one?
1: Oh, the monologue. Do you want to be a
0: monologuer? It's a real thing. People do it and Mm -hmm. it can be of great success. I listen to shows that are just one person and we can talk about some of those Stephen, how could people send us their questions?
1: So uh, if you're on Twitter, just tweet with the hashtag ask backstage. And we have a little robot that's going around and putting them on a basket for us. Bloop bloop. There he goes. Uh, if you don't want to use Twitter, if you want to ask us a question in secret, you can send us it an email. Or might be longer than a tweet. Or it might be longer than a tweet. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to send us a 10 tweet tweet thread uh mm-hmm. email us at backstage at relay.fm and we will add you to the to the list we're really excited mm-hmm. about this so thank you everyone who sent sending questions already we're looking forward to reading a lot more
0: all right so until next time when we ask you to come backstage with us my name is mike hurley that's stephen hackett say goodbye stephen
1: adios